four minutes late, but you know what? It's summertime. Right, Brian? Absolutely. It's summertime. All right, everybody, come on in. Please grab a seat on the rug, crisscross applesauce. We're starting a little late because, like I pointed out, it is summertime. Everything's a little bit slower in the summertime. I'm going to give us get us live onto Facebook so that my mom can insist that the uh, captions are misspelling my name again, as she likes to do. It's gracious. Sorry. My apologies, everybody. Bless me. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we're live on Facebook. Cash call, everybody. Back again this week. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another week of cash call. And we got a lot of calls today, Brian. There are a lot of calls going on out there, uh, which is good, right? That keeps the lights on around here. We need people making sales calls. But but we are hearing stuff that we need to point out for you. We need to put this out there. Play it for your agents. Play it for your ISAs. Uh, these are some pretty common er- errors that we hear. Um, and, you know, what's crazy is I don't know uh, if we should reveal our show secrets, but we don't do a lot of planning. Uh, so, like, in the green room, I'm like, oh, here's what call I have. And Brian's like, this is what call I have. And they have some remarkable similarities. Right, Brian? You know, it's interesting. I think people get into trends. And I also believe that we're looking at some stuff that is left over from a couple of years ago. And what I mean by that was the call that I have on its face, like, I actually consider just playing it through and letting the audience comment on it as a unique approach and see what kind of stuff that they would get. Um, we're not prepared for that today, but it might be an interesting idea, but on its, on its face, it looks like a successful call. And in my mind, it's maybe a five or six out of 10. So I guess maybe that's the frame that I'll set up before we play it. Good. Let's hear it then. All right, here we go. All right, hit this share screen. Remember to share my sound. Apparently, today I'm a verbal processor. Okay, so we will click on that. And Dale, give me a thumbs up if you can hear it playing now. Thank you. We're connecting you to a local agent now. Hi, this is Realty Group. Uh, Zillow said you wanted to take a look at a home in Rogers. Yeah. Hi, this is Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, we just wanted to take a look at that house um, this weekend. I'm in town because we're about to move back to Arkansas. That's why we're looking in for houses in the area. So I'll be in town this weekend, and I was hoping if there was an availability on Sunday, I could go look at the house. Okay, yeah, give me just a second because it looks like this one is court approved. Mm-hmm. It says that it will only go cash or conventional financing only, sold at. Let's talk about why that's a horrible thing to say. Oh, man. Just say yes. I see it on Sunday. Yes, you can see it on Sunday. Now let's do some rapport building and some discovery and not worry about what the specifics of the house are. Well, and here's another thing I think is really important. If you see a house that is cash or conventional only. Okay. First of all, that may not even be true. By the way, I've seen that happen and the agent didn't have any idea what they were doing, but (laughs) What if this person would sit, turn around and this person does happen to be military? We'll find that out and go, we're using VA, never mind. Click. Right. And wait, how far are we into this call? It's uh, 42 seconds. 42 seconds. Yeah, that's bad, man. Um, obviously, it goes on for a little bit longer. And you revealed in the green room something else that goes on in here. So I know it didn't end. It didn't ruin the call. That's could what you just said is exactly what could happen. It could ruin the call for you. 
right? You you just can't say that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing. Every agent I talk to, everyone, there's going to be somebody who's going to prove me wrong just because people are like that, is I'm better in person than on the phone. Great. So don't give me a reason not to meet you in person. Like this house might be not be a work for you. That's the that same thing. Or, you know, I see this it infuriates me. I'll see a, an inquiry about a property in our CRM and someone will email back. Hey, that property's pending. Well, I guess we're not going to talk to that person. I mean, it's not about the property. It's right. about the idea is you want to capture a client, help that client get to their goals, wants, needs, desires, all that kind of stuff. Stop sticking up barriers for yourself. Yeah, you know, the reason that people struggle with phone calls is, one, it is more difficult than being in person because you don't have all those other modes of communication or you can't read the situation with as many modes. And in just a lot of cases, salespeople aren't taught how to have good conversations. You know, uh, this kind of thing where you're reading back information about the property or you're giving, uh, you know, what type of financing is allowed or even she could have, God forbid, been like, Oh, hey, it looks like it's under agreement or pending or an escrow or like that's a very classic common mistake. Uh, and it really just comes from a lack of training. Uh, you know, these people haven't been trained this or they aren't listening or they don't realize that when I train this, this is the scenario where it needs to be used. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's definitely a training and repetition issue. Yeah. And I'll just put just a general frame around it. Don't do anything. Tell them anything that's going to make them not want to meet with you. Yeah, I know that seems really silly, but this house may not be for you is not a something you ever want to say to somebody until you meet them in person. So now you can do all that stuff that Dale was talking about. So anyway, I'll play a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You wanted to see it on Sunday. What time? Yeah. Um, probably like late morning mid afternoon okay um let's see i could do i could do one o'clock would that work yeah that would work okay okay yeah i just need to call and schedule um the showing and then whenever we get off the phone i can text you all my information Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any other homes in the area that you wanted to take a look at? Good job. Not yet. I'm looking. So she does some discovery here, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's People a good job. Yeah, yeah, she got the other other properties question in there, so that's good. That's good. Yep. Looking around and seeing what's available. That was just the, one of the first I saw. So okay. I'm still taking a look in the area. Okay. Yeah. So I can all text you all my information and let you know when they confirm the showing. But then if there's any other homes you want to take a look at, even for sell by owners, I can show you those as well. Um, do you have an agent that you're working with? No, because we just started. Okay. Okay. All righty. Okay. Um, so, so are you guys just looking in the Rogers area or are you open to Benton County as a whole? or? We're open to most. So. I I want to replay this because this kind of drives me nuts and I want to show you things that, how do I say this? Dale, I think we need to have our audience understand that you've got to be a lot better than you used to be. And I don't know how else to say that. First of all, we don't get as many at-bats. In other words, I was talking to somebody the other day, they were talking about how many phone calls you had to make to even get somebody on the phone. It's such a, so you've got an at-bat. Yeah, it's it's double what it was five years ago, at least. 
And I don't have the actual statistics in front of me. So you have to take every chance to be really good. So I'm going to nitpick this, but this is something that frustrates me that makes me as a, a potential client go, I don't like this. It doesn't feel like this person. So listen to this and I'll tell you what I mean. I can show you those as well. Um, do you have an agent that you're working with? No, because we just started. Okay. Okay. All righty. Um, so. That's funny. Uh, yeah, you can hear that salesperson's emotion and sort of the wheels turning like, oh, I, I might have a real opportunity here. You literally heard it in her voice. You listen, know? To her voice listen to it pick up. Listen to it say, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say here. I'll recover in a second because I've done this for a long time. But we've got to be better at those kind of things. These upswing kind of it, it just it says I lack confidence. I don't know what I'm doing now. I know this agent. She's a strong agent. So we all have our moments. So, you know, <laughs> Susie, that's not her name. If you're listening, please understand that we all have our moments. This is just feedback in, in that scenario. But that creates a level of discomfort when you show that you're not confident. And so I would rather, by the way, this happened during role play where I got to pretend to be the agent, which was a fun thing I did the other day. I just paused for a second. But okay, great. Thanks. And I paused for like three or four seconds to gather my thoughts because I didn't know where I was going. Full disclosure, I didn't. So I stopped for three or four seconds. Everybody on the call pointed it out, but they also said that it wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah. Why? Because I don't know about you, Dale, but when I have conversations with people, every once in a while, there's a couple seconds pause. Yeah. Just like so. So I think that um, my advice, my advice uh, for you said it was Susie. And anyone else that's listening to this, when or you, that's the name you used, right? So that's not really. <laughs> yeah, when you're the the more that you can ingrain the who, where, when, why, what, and how much, and just you know, like I've talked about on Cash Call before, is if you you need to get the story of the person that you're talking to, and the closer that you can get your brain to saying, "Oh, I'm doing this with them," uh, you know. If you can put yourself into that partnership role with them, it really helps direct the questions that you ask because you're you're trying to understand them and their situation from the perspective of you making the decision with them. That guides you much better than trying to remember specific questions to ask because you're detached from it, right? So that's that's just a big piece of advice that I have for people. And, and, and I'm going to add, I'm going to piggyback on that. Literally when I role played, because I hadn't taken sales call between me and you, Dale, probably in three years. I mean, I, maybe one or one or two accidentally. And it sounds like a weird thing, but my phone rings. Sometimes it's a sales call from, from my team. But I literally, as I was going to role play, I wrote down who, what, why, where, when, and how it stuck it in front of myself. There you go. And, and, and I've done this. I don't know how many times there's no, it, it's, it's a huge gigantic number. I'm not telling you that because look how great I am. I'm actually saying, look how failable I am. And I've done this thousands of times and right. I'm still going to use a crutch. Why yeah. don't people use a crutch? Who, what, why, where, when, and how, and then discovery over here. It's, it, it's a checklist. And, and guys, I'm telling you right now that matters because you will forget things. And I'll show you what this person forgets here. Are you guys just looking in the Rogers area, or are you open to Benton County as a whole? We got where? We're open to most of Benton County. Okay. Um, just Benton County, or are you open to Washington? Just Benton County. Just Benton. Okay. 
right now we're we're trying to get like our you know job settled. Like I said, we're moving. My husband's military, and we're moving back home to Arkansas. So we're we should be moving within like the next month. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I will go ahead and get this set up, and then I will shoot you a text here shortly, and I'll just plan on seeing you on Sunday. So that's where the call ends. I wrote down who, what, why, where, when. Okay. We got where. I feel like we got that. We didn't get what. Like, I don't even know how many bedrooms this person needs. I don't know their price range. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I don't know about you, Dale, but I like things like um, what specifically is important to you in a home. I like that question so that like I can key in on something like, oh, we got to have a three-car garage. Not everybody needs a three-car garage. But right. then I can key on it and go, hey, Dale, I heard you. I found you a three-car garage. Or, hey, Dale, I heard you. I found you an acre of land, whatever. So so we miss that. We also, I do not remotely care for the the agent conversation. We ask the question, you, you know, Dale likes how we ask that question. I'm not going to go down that road. We got there. Do you, are you working with an agent? No. So we established she doesn't have an agent, but we also didn't volunteer for the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it basically went, oh, okay, great. At least no one's, no one else is competing with me. This person has no idea potentially what to do next. So next step might be hang up the phone and call the next realtor. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, yeah, it's not it's not unheard of. I'm not yeah. making that up. It's funny. It's very, right. very possible, right? I think the salesperson made too many assumptions, and she uh, also assumed the sale too much, right? So she just assumed this was a fish in a barrel, and you heard it in her voice when the person said that, no, they didn't have an agent. They were just getting started, right? I think yeah. that, um, you know, if, and you said she's a good agent. That's one, of the, that's one thing that happens to us, right? Sometimes... We get a little over presumptive, right? We just think it's easy. I mean, how many, I don't know about you, Brian, but I've definitely walked into a listing appointment less than prepared because I thought it was, uh, I thought it was in the bag. And then I found out that it wasn't in the bag and I basically lost it because I didn't show up prepared to do battle, right? I didn't show up and put it all on the mat, right? I assumed the win. And honestly, Dale, I wish I could tell you I learned that lesson the smart way, which would be to talk to somebody like you and never do it. But no, I I can remember very specifically going into a referral appointment. I'm like, well, this is easy. I'm just here to do paperwork. Didn't (laughs) pitch, didn't walk in. The person's like, yeah, we have two other agents we're talking to. I went from do the paperwork to holy crap, I better get on my, and by the way, I didn't get that listing. Of course yep. I didn't. I came in there with the intent to do paperwork, not the intent to close, not the intent to show value. I was just going to do some paperwork. <laughs> I never did that again, mind you. At least I'm yeah. smart enough to only get kicked in the gut once. Yes. So, yeah. but That's yeah, a, we make assumptions. I feel like everybody has to get that one out of the way, right? The the uh, show up and not get the, the lay down you thought you were going to get. Uh, let me play a couple of calls. We got uh, we got a little bit of time. We got ten minutes left, I think. Here, if yeah. Um, Dale, real quick before I do this, I, before I play that call, establish with that person who you are, and that you're looking forward to meeting them this evening, and you're going to be their agent. Be strong. Hey, I'll be your agent. I'm happy to do that. One other thing. This person says that she's in the military. We have a program for people in the military where we give them a free home warranty and a free appraisal. 
Why on earth would we not bring this up right here, right now, solidify that? Doesn't that sound great? Thank you for for your service. By the way, our broker owner, he was in the military too, you know, established, take an opportunity to establish rapport. Military people are very important to us. You've got to do that. Anyway, sorry, I just had to finish that up. Yeah, you're right. I, I forgot to point out she completely missed that that report opportunity at the end. She she had checked out, wasn't listening anymore. All right, let's see. I'm gonna play this here. Now, this one uh, I just wrote wasted wasted contact, and you're gonna hear it, Brian. So listen to this. Give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Editor, um, I just wanted to give you a call because you had signed up to our website to look at some properties. Uh, yeah, I, I was just uh, on. You signed up to look at some properties. What now, right? So he's just like, all right, lead, you determine where this goes. And listen to what the lead says to him. Uh, yeah, I, I was just, uh, honestly, I was just browsing. I was just seeing what was out there. Just browsing, okay? This is why we bake it into the opener, right? Which is, hey, are you planning on buying a house or just window shopping or just browsing? Tell the prospect it's okay to say that back to you. You know what's crazy, Brian, is this is actually from one of our clients. Uh, this is an agent on a team. One of our clients in training, I we say this all the time on cash call. My trainers say it, and salespeople still aren't doing it. So if you are a salesperson yourself and you're listening to this, make sure that you do it. Make sure you include it. If you're a team leader or a manager and you're listening to this, go listen to your people's calls. Get them to nail down that intro. It is hugely important like the technique of being able to tell a fresh prospect it's okay to say no or not yet to you is a, is is such an important psychological tool that you don't want to lose the opportunity to use that i agree and and here's the thing i want you guys to think about the two things that you can control in a conversation your intro script and your exit script in your exit script not always because they might hang up on you but 98% of the time, the person will, you know, have, have that. So you can control the lot, the first sentence and the last sentence. I know that seems like really extreme, but take control of it. Walk in as the strongest part in the room. I'm reading a book right now. It's called Pitch Anything. They talk about frames that you walk into a room. I don't know if you read that book, but good book. So, you know, the idea is this person walked in with the frame of, gee, I hope some stuff works out here. That was, that was his frame. I mean, literally, um, did you do so? Don't miss the opportunities. Cause once again, we talked about this at the very beginning of this call, Dale, it takes twice as many dials to get somebody on the phone today as it did five years ago. Don't yeah. waste it with the crappy intro script. Yeah. So we hear the prospect say just, uh, just browsing. Uh, yeah, I, I was just, uh, honestly, I was just browsing. I was just seeing what was out there. That's a problem. Were you thinking of dealing in the market sometime soon? Uh, some sometimes too, but I like, honestly not 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 too too soon. I'm thinking like next year. Okay, that's not a problem. So I just wanted to check in. So um, in the meantime, uh, you can just enjoy the website, and then if there's anything you need, you can always reach out. Then awesome, thank you. Very- so that was this just a wasted call. That's why I said this is a wasted call. Lots of wasted opportunity. Uh, here's one thing. This is something that we teach Brian. You'll notice that after the guy said just window browsing. The agent turned around and asked, so when do you think you'll be in the market, right? He asked a time frame question. And what we teach yes. is if you ask a prospect if they're going to take an action or they say something like window shopping, browsing, getting started, typically what they're saying is I don't have a time frame or I don't know my time frame. That's usually what it means. 
So best practice, don't ask another time frame question to back it up because that's what salespeople do, right? Hey, Brian, are you here to buy a car today? No, Dale, I'm not in the market for a car. Great. Brian, when would you, when would you like to buy a car? Right. And Brian's like, God damn, these salespeople, they're just annoying, right? So that's so, it's so typical to sales to be focused on when can I sell you something? If they say, I don't have a time frame or not yet or whatever it is, then just back up and ask a present tense question. Hey, do you live in area or are you relocating here? Do you currently rent or do you own, right? Or what neighborhoods are you interested in, right? Those are present tense questions you can ask and it reduces the sales sort of intensity of your conversation. Yeah. Present tense. Love it. Um, huge takeaway. I, I've got a shout, shout out to Dale. I, I learned that concept from him. I think I used some of it, but I wasn't using it intentionally. And that the, for those of you who are watching Cash Call, that's the thing. There's plenty of you on here and people all over the world who do things correctly, but they don't know why. So, and that's what I was saying. I used to ask, do you currently run or do you currently own? I didn't think about that it was a current tense question. It relieves pressure and people can talk. Here's the other thing that's great about that. Oh, I currently rent. Perfect. Now I've got a, a conversation going, oh, perfect. So what is it that you don't like about your house? What is it you do like about It's such an easy transition. The same yeah. with the window shopping. Are you looking to make a move sooner? Are you window shopping? Oh, we're just window shopping. Awesome. The majority of the people I talk to are window shopping. Are you guys seeing anything that you like on the inter- on our on our site? Yeah. No, we hate everything. You know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. And here's another one. Like, listen to this. It's It's just crazy to me. Uh, some, sometimes too, but I like, honestly, not, not, not too, too soon. I'm thinking like next year. I'm thinking like next year, you know, Brian, how I keep saying, put your brain into the mode of I'm your partner versus I'm a salesperson want to sell you something. Because if I'm, if I'm in salesperson mind and I say, I hear somebody say not yet, not for a year. I'm like, crap, I don't have a sale. Right. If I put myself into the partner mind and that person says, oh, not for a year. I'm like, well, why not for a year, right? Why not today or next week or in a month? Why in a year, right? Because I'm your partner and we're making this decision together. And partner, you just decided we're not going to do it for a year. I think you need to convince me why I won't be for a year. That's the power of getting your mind into partner mind, right? Because that's such an obvious question. Well, how'd you decide a year, partner, Right. What's going to happen in a year? What's important about a year? And and it and it gets missed here because the guy's in salesperson mind where he's like, oh, okay, well, never mind then. I guess I can't yeah, sell you ads. By the way, I think he says something to the effect of if you have any questions, reach out. I think we should cut the salespeople's tongues off if you say that. Okay, that's uh, extreme. Yeah, let's hear but, it. Hey, that's my problem. So, so I just wanted to check in. So um, in the meantime, just wanted to check in. In the meantime, in the meantime uh, you can just, Enjoy the website, and then if there's anything you need, you can always reach out then. Oof. Yeah, hey, man. So, first of all, no one's ever going to reach out. Stop saying it. It, it. it drives me nuts. What it, what I hear as a salesperson is, as a coach, as a trainer, as all these things is, I don't know what the hell to say. So <laughs> I'm going to hit you, throw you a softball, and let you off the phone, and uh, I'm going to call somebody who's a laydown. Yeah. So. Enjoy the website. He was like, you, you, he was in salesperson mind. He was like, oh, this lead's totally dead. Right. And then, yeah. he's kind of, you know, like to him, that was a dead lead. And to me, to us, this was just a really poor conversation is all it was. And so Dale, here's the other thing. It's July 5th, right? He's going to buy next year. 
he's six months out, maybe. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. give me a whole list of people who are six months out. I'll make a bunch of money. Right. So maybe he's a year out, maybe. But I, I anyway, it, I get frustrated when people give up because you can't afford to give up in today's environment. There's not enough buyers. There's not 25 people lined up outside of your brokerage's door wanting to do business with you. You're going to have to nurture and build people. Like, I want to also say this. Hey, man, I really appreciate that you're a year, that you're going to buy next year. You're in a perfect situation to, to get started. So many people wait till the very last minute. Congratulations for being proactive. With that in mind, I'm just going to follow up with you every couple of months, just see where you're at, because things change for people all the time. Sometimes people tell me they're going to buy in a year and I talk to them in a week later and they already bought a house. I'm sure that's not going to happen with you. That being said, I just want to, I'll just follow up with you every once in a while and, you know, make sure that things are working out. Now you would have had to done better during the first part of the call to use that script. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, tell them you're going to follow up with them instead of please call me. I'm begging for business. Right. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, uh, you know, improving, uh, doing better than we did before because of, you know, business being down, listen to this mortgage process, Brian. This is a a new lead uh, who is just looking on the website and getting started really early on in the process and wanted to ask a question about a property that they saw. So I just fast forwarded to the point where the agent asks if they're prequaled or not. Perfect. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you spoken to anyone about um, what your pre-approval rate looks like and that kind of thing? Not yet. We need to do all that still. I was just, this is just kind of a, you know, uh, I'm just going to see what's out there. (laughs) Yeah. Total initial stages. Well, I'm glad that I can chat with you then because it can help with your process a little bit too. So you're not so just, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Um, If you want we, I can recommend a mortgage broker to you. I can email just so there's a string of messages already with me and him and you, and you can reply if, if you um, want to get the pre-approval going. Okay. So that was it, right? We don't, we never come back around to it. It was just very, it was very, um, she didn't direct what, how this is going to go when they're going to get connected, how they're going to get connected and what the process is going to be and what this prospect's going to get out of it. Doesn't even sound like there's a benefit to the this new prospect having that mortgage conversation. And these days, it's a requirement. Like it's the most important step that you have to take and you have to get done. Uh, and, and she really didn't guide that much. I, I think I heard at the very beginning, did you find out your rate or something like that? Does that did she say that? Yeah, so they're Canadian. Um, so it's uh, they they talk a little funny sometimes, uh, but basically, I didn't, think it, I didn't think it was a weird thing to say. I think it's a bad thing to say. Yeah, and I, I could be wrong. I don't know about Canadians, but here's the thing: I don't want to focus on interest rates right now. In other words, what I mean by that is I don't want to create an objection that isn't there. I just want to, hey, can you get pre-qualified? Find out what you can buy, yeah. not. Did you get pre-qualified in the shitty interest rate market crashing create <laughs> objection that I'm doing? Just, hey, if you want to ask that question, that's fine, but you got to do that. Also, be in charge. Take control. Yeah. If you want, I could possibly maybe sometime recommend somebody to you. She didn't say it quite that bad, but that's what I heard. I didn't hear. No. I've got 
amazing lender who will help you, who will right. guide you through this process to make sure that you get the best opportunity in this challenging market since I already brought it up so that, you know, we can ensure that you get the absolute most for your money and whatever it is. But what I heard was maybe I got a guy who might be able to help you sometime, maybe. Yeah. She didn't sell it, right? She didn't sell it and she didn't give direction, right? She didn't take control, didn't give direction. And uh, it's, it's one of the most critical things that you have to do. That's when you listen to things like that. And then a lender complains about how agents aren't, you know, sending enough business for the leads they're buying or the team leader, you know, is confused because the agents are telling the team leader that they don't, they only have a couple of hot prospects. That's where the loss is. That's the hole in the bucket. That's where the sales skill and ability needs to be on the agent's behalf to do the things that Brian and I are talking about, which is direct this process and cause an outcome to happen, which is this lead moves through the process of getting pre-qualified and and taking the steps they need to take. And and I want to offer one more thing as a close for our show, not for as a closing technique. A no is as good as a yes. Stop trying to get maybes. That's what I keep hearing. Everyone trying to get maybe. Now, not right now to me is, is okay. You know, I'm buying next year. I'm buying in 90 days. I'm buying in six months. But stop being afraid to get a no. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Hey, I, I think your next step is to get you in front of a lender to make sure that you understand what your buying power is in this market. So we, if when we go out and look at some properties, if you find one that's perfect for you, that we don't have to go through that process and we might miss out because the market's still pretty hot. With that in mind, I'm going to connect you with my lender. Here's his or her name, blah, 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 blah. There's no room for an objection there outside at the end. The person can go, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, great. No, perfect. But what I don't want to do is just set up a, well, I really hope you like me. And I we I feel like we don't have enough confidence. And I think because we're getting the crap kicked out of us right now as an industry that we're afraid to hear no. Guys, we need no so I can go get some more yeses, not maybe so I can keep working a lead that's no good. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right, everybody. We uh we went long today because you know we just have a lot to say. It's uh we're we're working every day on improving our game and improving your game. So thanks for joining us, uh, Dale and Brian, signing out for another week of Cash Call. Thanks, everybody.